Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-patrollable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, State Farm knows you personalize your entire day. And that's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted to be joined by Mr. Carl Frampton, who just gave me a dig that I don't interview him anymore, which isn't true, but anyway. <laughs> Until I, when, I, when I was a world champion, you used to interview me. No. Now I'm fighting for a world title. Come call on. While you was climbing through the ranks, <laughs> making your name in in world boxing, I was. So you did. How are you, mate? I'm all right. I'm I'm good. I'm doing good. Yeah, back in Manchester here at the minute. So, yeah, good to get the fight announced finally. Yes, um, absolutely. BT Sport back with a bang uh, for 2021 as they announced their first fight, which is your fight finally with uh, Herring. So, yeah, it must be a relief to kind of get a date in. It's not too long away. Um, what's it, about five, I, six weeks away? I think about seven, is it? Maybe not, maybe less. We're, we're about six and a half, something like that. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll, it, it'll be fast approaching. Um, I've already got, I'm in the week eight now of training, so I'll have plenty of, I, I, it's not as if I'm just getting announced, this is just an announcement to me and I've just started training, so. I'm fit. I'm in good shape already. Probably ahead of where I need to be at this stage. Um, I'll just start to um, increase the intensity of the sparring now. Um, but I'm 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 where I need to be. Can I just say a credit to everybody who got this fight done? By the way, because I understand it's been difficult behind the scenes to make, and with COVID, MTK, Frank, Bob Arum, um, 
Jamel, the WBO as well, everybody involved in, in, in making this fight. And I suppose Shakur Stevens as well, because he's a monitor and he realizes now that this fight's going to take place and he fights the winner. So, Okay. Um, when I spoke to you last, last year, it was only like eight, eight nine days ago last year, but um, when we spoke a few months ago, you said to me that it was important for you to kind of get this fight Quick, uh, sooner rather than later because of, you're at the latter stage of your career and you don't want to be wasting months and months and months yeah. uh, which COVID situation has kind of prevented this fight from happening at least six months isn't it? Yep no yeah and um, look the fight yeah at least six months the, I think they initially talked about the fight when I was fighting Taylor McCreary in November 19 was when the fight was started to be talked about they talked about maybe like a May date in Belfast, that was kind of floated about May 2020. That wasn't to be. And then towards the end of the year and towards the end of January this year and stuff. And it's just been put back and put back. But finally, we've got it nailed down the 27th. And it, I, I don't think it really suits me or Jamel, if I'm being honest. We're not, uh, we're no spring chickens. But I think it probably suits me more than him a wee bit. Um, the, the, the long layoff and... Um, I have been training. I'm sure he has too, but um, I feel like out of the two of us, I'm probably the fresher. So, I saw um, some comments that you made on uh, on Frank Warren's YouTube channel with with Dev about him sparring Terence Crawford. I saw he kind of he bit on that um, yeah. in a tweet. But you, you were kind of a little bit baffled by why he's sparring Terence yeah. Crawford. Apart from him yeah. being Terence Crawford, how does that suit? Well, of- you know, it doesn't, it doesn't suit me. And obviously, Terence Crawford is, is pound for pound, arguably the best on the planet right now. Some people will have him as number one. Um, he's certainly in the top five anyway, and he's one of my favorite fighters. But um, it's, it's just, I, I don't know if it's good preparation and getting, getting ready for me and. He, he harps on about, I'm talking about his sparring partners. You, you asked me a question, as did Dev ask me the question, so I'm just giving my answer. And I don't think, Terence Crawford is un, an unbelievable fighter. I don't imagine Jamel is having his confidence boosted in that spar. And, and he's a, about a foot taller than me, just not the same. So what would you outline as the reasons why, like I said, apart from it being Terence Crawford, like I said, power yeah. power, in some people's eyes, number one or number two, number three, even whatever however you want to look at it, but reasons why he would specifically... I think it was just a, a really a photo opportunity. I don't think he's really sparring them all the time. Honestly, I think it was probably, they've probably done four rounds of each other and that's it. That's it, pretty much. Okay. How do you rate Herring as a fighter? I, I do rate him. He's a good fighter. Um, he's he's obviously massive for the weight. Um, biggest specimen I've ever fought. Um, but I do I do rate him. He, he punches well to the body for a big guy. He's a, an extremely like he throws his um, his left hand straight from from distance as well. Um, tries to stop people coming forward. It's a, it's a good shot and it works a lot for him. Um, he's better up close than, than people you may imagine when you just look at someone with his dimensions. Um, he, he's, he's a good fighter. You know, 
well-rounded fighter. Mm. So you're, you're bidding to become Ireland's first ever three-weight world champion? Yeah, that's correct. What, um, what a feat that would be. To do that, that. Would be, it would be amazing. One of the only Brits. Um, there's three in front of me, and I would join an elite club of only four in Britain to do it as well. Can you, and, name, can you name the three? Duke McKenzie. Mm. Um, Ricky Burns. Yeah. And one of the... Uh, kind of, uh, I should be a boxing historian. I normally am. I normally get this. I've forgotten his name. One of the old boys in the like 30s or something it was. Um, can't remember his name. I'm disappointed. So, uh, one of the old boys. If one of the old boys is... One of the recognisable old boys. Okay, one of the old boys. One of the famous... I can't remember his name. Well, I don't know who it is, otherwise I would have said, but I knew the Ricky yeah, Burns and McKenzie. It's, but... it's them three anyway. And I think, um, no, obviously, when he was doing it, when the old boy back in the day was doing it, there was only eight divisions, so to become a three-weight world champion when there's only eight divisions, that is insane. Like, that's amazing. I think my three-weight world championship route, you look at Ricky's and Duke McKenzie's, no no disrespect to them, but Mang's, Mang's tops theirs. And obviously, three-weight world champions, the incredible achievement by anyone. But I think the level of fighters that I've fought to become a three-weight world champion is, is a bit better than, than Duke's or Ricky's. Mm. <clears throat> So, <laughs> February uh, 27th, I'm assuming you're not looking a day past this, are you? You don't know what's after this, do you? This no. is your, your focus on this date and then what happens what, after then is... What, what will be, will be. And, and again, like I've always said, one fight at a time, especially at this stage of my career, um, I'm not looking ahead. I'm fully focused on Jamel Herring and um, we'll see what happens after that. Um, that's that's it, really. I just I'm focused on one man at the moment. What changes have, do you think that kind of have been implemented in you over the last couple of years, especially after the, the Warrington fight? What, mm. what kind of improvements do you believe you've made in that? In that well, well, even since uh, since I teamed up with Jamie and stuff, I think in terms of my training, I, I'm not I'm not being run on the ground. Um, I, I feel like I was being run on the ground. I was training extremely hard. You know, there was times where. I've spoken about this loads of times, like quick fight and stuff, 220 rounds of sparring, insane amount of rounds and um, against big guys. Gary Corcoran used to be, a, was a chief sparring partner for me who I think he fought as high as late middleweight and he fought for a world title. He fought Jeff Horn as a welterweight, like for a world title. So this is the type of people I was sparring. So I've reduced that massively since I've teamed up with Jamie and I feel like it's to my benefit. Um, but specifically after the Warrington fight, um, one thing I will have learned, I suppose, is never to take anybody for granted. And I did that in the Warrington fight. I, I knew that I, I was going into that fight thinking it was going to be a long fight. I knew that he's extremely tough and extremely fit. And I thought it was going to be a long fight. It was going to go the distance. But I didn't think he could hurt me. And he fucking hurt me <laughs> more than once. So I've learned not to go in too relaxed every day of fight again. Okay. Um, I do want to ask you about the weight above you. 
because that at the minute is oh uh, amazing unreal on fire you don't fancy uh beating herring and then seeing how far you can go at 135 not a fucking chance they're too big for me listen <laughs> I'm, I'm a realist Coogan and um, herring's big enough but these boys they're too big and they're too good if I'm being honest um, that's a stretch too far for me yeah. um, but it's a, what a division what a, an amazing division you know we it's you know people are talking comparing it to the four kings aren't they now and Hagler Duran Ali not Ali Hagler, Duran, Hearns, and Hagler. Hagler, Duran, Hearns, and Ray Leonard. That's the comparison we have in, in this day and age in the lightweights. But um, I, I hadn't put Ryan Garcia in the mix until he beat Luke Campbell last week. But that was a, an amazing performance by him. And he's a, he's a quality fighter. I just want to let everyone know that there was a lot of tongue-in-cheek in my remark because people start going to me, why would you ask him about that? But... That division is frightening. And we saw what Giovanni Davis done, done to Santa Cruz um, yeah. a few months ago, which was very massive. Yeah, it was, the, it was as good a shot as you'll see. One of the best knockouts that I've ever seen. Um, a, a, an absolutely perfect punch. And you could see that he was looking for it. You could see that he didn't respect Santa Cruz's power. You could see that he was just walking forward. And, and he tried that shot a few times before, but when he landed it. Santa Cruz was doing okay in the fight. You know, I, I think if the round had finished without Leo getting, you know, stretched out, I think I would have had the fight 4-2 in Davis's favour. And then you're looking in the second half going, well, Leo, this is his half of the fight, really. But I uh, just, he smoked his boots, really, didn't he? Mm. Who would you kind of band as the number one there? I mean, Tiafimo Lopez is got the majority of the belts in that weight and he's obviously got the Lomachenko win on his resume but who would you put as number one there? Oh, as the, late, uh, the lightweight number one? Yeah. Oh, Tiafimo. Yeah, no doubt about it in, in my mind. He's got he's got a Lomo win. Um, I think he's I think he beat I think he beats them all if I'm being honest. I think I think he is number one. He beats them all and the rest would all beat each other on any given day. Mm. It's definitely an, an interesting mix. Uh, frightening talent in that in that mix. Yeah. Unbelievable. But um, everything going well ahead of the, the 27th now for you? You're just, you're fully into camp now. Yeah, I, I started, I was sparring before Christmas, um, thinking that there was a chance of fight may have been taking place end of January. Um, and then when I found out it was most likely going to be pushed back to the end of February, I took my foot off the paddle a wee bit over Christmas. In terms of sparring, I continued to train, didn't go mad with the food, um, and I had my first spar back today since I've been in camp now again since after Christmas. So I'm, I'm, I'm really where I need to be. I'm really where I need to be. My, my lungs are good. Fitness is good. Just need to get a bit sharper, and that will come with, with rounds, I suppose. But, yep, I'm, I'm hopping off. Well, like you said, six, seven weeks away. We look forward to it live on uh, on BT Sport. We're not going to have a crowd there, but I think we're fortunate enough to be having boxing con- considering the current situation in the world. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree with that. Yeah, I, and I'm one of the lucky ones. I got the fight last year and got a payday. Um, and I, I'm I'm getting the fight early in the in the new year. So 
yeah, I'm one of the lucky ones and I understand that completely. Mm. Okay, Carl Frampton, have you got anything else you'd like to add before we uh, finish? Yeah, I do. Um, will you all follow me on uh, YouTube and subscribe to my channel? No, you can't do this. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Some amazing content. <laughs> no, just subscribe to my channel. That's all I'm asking. Subscribe to my channel. I'll be putting good stuff out. I feel like I'm getting a wee bit of clout as a pundit. I'm giving my pre-fight predictions, post-fight reactions, some training camp footage. Give it a subscription. Or subscribe. Subscribe, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> see, this, see, it's me being all nice here, but we could be like competitors in, in years to come. Doubt it, Kogan. You're too far gone. Your numbers. What are you? Have you had a million subscribers? No, we're not. We're not. We're on about six hundred and fifty thousand. Is that all? Yeah, man. Uh, I thought. I thought you said. I thought you were out of close. But you must do like millions on your views, like yeah, times. Eight hundred and fifteen million channel views. Whoa! So we're, we're we're trying to close in on the on the billion at some point. In the Unreal. I got. Uh, my my Luke Campbell, um, Luke Campbell Garcia post fight reaction I think is about seven thousand views at the minute. I'm gonna put the link to your YouTube channel in the description for this video. Like, please do. I'm gonna do that. Thank you very much. Because I know you really take your YouTube channel seriously, and uh, you plug it at any given point. So. <laughs> Of course. Um, Carl, thank you very much for your time as always and we look forward to your clash with Herring where you bid to become a free weight world champion and uh, we generally hope you can pull it off, mate. Good man. I appreciate it, Coogan. No worries. Coogan Cass is here with Carl Frampton for IFL TV. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.